This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Hey, welcome everybody to Travel Is Your Business. Today, our guest is Mr. Alex Shashu. He is the co-founder and president of Alice. Uh, it's an operations platform that connects every department so that staff can communicate, contract their work, and engage with their guests. So you want to learn about what that means for the travel industry? Stick with us because our show starts right now. Hi, I'm Alexander Shashu. I'm one of the co-founders and president of Alice. And what I love about travel uh, is twofold, really. It's, it's the hotel experience and stay. I, I grew up in the industry, and we can go into that as much as you like. Um, but my second favorite thing, and it's something that is going away, is that no one can bother you on the plane. So it's the one time my email hits zero. It's the one time I get to watch a movie, read a book, do whatever I'd like without anyone interrupting that. From New York City, this is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry with Tavan Ball, technology thought leader and community builder, and John Matson, digital director at Voyager HQ. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Puffin Ball, and joining me today in studio is Mr. John Matson. What's up, my dude? Not too much, man. What's going on? Uh, it's, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good day, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking like the, the overcast. That we yeah. got going on? It's a, it's a gray day. Yeah, you know? it's a gray day. Gray I'm, I'm slightly hungover, so it's it's perfect on the eyes. <laughs> it's nice and smooth. Um, you know, melancholy gets in your head. I yeah, like it. It's a good yeah, day. Nice. Um, Seattle. <laughs> it's like Seattle. And let's say hello to our guest, uh, of course, Mr. Uh, Alex Shashu, who is the co-founder and president of Alice. What is going on, my man? Oh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, thanks nice for joining you. us. In it's studio. one of the first podcasts we've done, so it should be a good experience. Oh, fantastic. And uh, your voice sounds perfect, uh, as every other Brit does on the mic. Um, <laughs> so I want to start over here for our guests. Uh, why don't we start with uh, giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself and what you do over at Alice? Of course. Um, so as you can tell, I'm from London. I grew up in the hotel industry. My father ran three chains in the UK and came over to the States to study at Penn, which is where I met one of my co-founders and loved America. So loved what it had, loved what it offered, stayed in the States, went and joined, in the back, went and joined Goldman uh, in the equity sales division. But nights and weekends, we were working on Alice and uh, our passion took over our existing careers. And about four and a half years ago, we went full time into building Alice together. And what I do at Alice right now is we'll, we have a three co-founder model. Uh, Dmitry Koltanov runs our technology. Justin Efron runs the business. And at the moment, I run the company, which means I look after our marketing, our branding, our operations, and all of our HR and culture. Mm -hmm. The bigger picture. Yeah, we keep, we keep things running. We're about yeah. 60, we'll be about 67 people now. So That's a nice um, size. It's a nice size. We've got an awesome team and we've got to keep them knowing, you know, aligned. And What was your biggest growth trans, uh, transition like? What period was that? It's been this year. This year? Um, we've, Where'd you start we had the a year really with in big terms vision. of uh, numbers? Uh, so we started the year with about 175 hotels. No, no, uh, in terms of team. Oh, our team, we started the year, um, I want to say with about 30. Wow. And um, it's been a big year, and we're forecasted to grow to another about 140 next year. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. Um, and how about Alice? Give me a, a quick descriptor of what Alice is. Uh, of course, I introduced it, but I want to know what that uh, means in your in your words, as well as uh, how it impacts the hotel uh, businesses. 
So the hotel business is uh, probably the last frontier of travel that uh, hasn't been disrupted or integrated through technology yet. Uh, the booking side of it has, but the actual operation, the experience has not. Hotels are predominantly very complex businesses. You're running departments and shifts and services, and you've got to figure out how they all communicate, and all of them are using different technologies. You're going to have housekeepers on housekeeping system. You're going to have front desk on front desk system. There's radios, there's emails. None of it's centralized. If you compare this to the consumer travel experience or Uber or Airbnb or any of these platforms, you know what they figured out is how to operationalize it, how to digitalize everything and, and track everything. It's uh, part of why I bought a Domino's Pizza today because they figured that out too. Um, and so what we've done at Alice is we had a really big vision. How do we allow all departments to communicate? How do we allow them all to be on the same software to centralize everything that's happening in a hotel and then give guests access to that so that a guest can know when you're cleaning their room so that a guest can communicate anything they want to you, whether it's through mobile or SMS. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Uh, it took us a while to get there. We, we started because we really, we actually started because four years ago, we wanted to build the seamless web of hotels or Grubhub, if, if you're not from New York, where you could order food and, and housekeeping from hundreds of hotels all through one app. But the app wasn't really a solution. Um, if you look at the platform technologies around us, what they figured out is how to uh, connect the entire service delivery. So Uber is special because they have a network of drivers, Amazon, a network of retailers, Netflix even, a distribution of movies. Um, so if we wanted to provide that consumer experience to the guest, we needed to not only allow them to make the request, but allow them to follow it, to know when the, it's being delivered, which means you need to connect to the staff on property. And when we looked at the hotel industry, we found two setups, one where there's no technology, so nothing to connect to, and the other where you have all these fragmented systems and it's expensive and it's, they're not, not integrated. And so we had to switch our focus and actually build an infrastructure that would allow for what we were trying to do in the first place on the guest side. And it's completely taken over our lives. We've become this back-end platform for all staff. And we now count our users as staff, not guests. Mm. And, and it's been amazing. The hotels are extremely receptive to it. Uh, we're building some really incredible names with the hotels and a really great partnership because we're helping them do what they do best, which is provide service. And what size client are you working with when you talk about the hotels? So we, uh, because it is What's a service delivery platform, yeah. our bread and butter is hotels that provide services. So we typically work with uh, high-end three stars through five-star hotels. And because of the way hotel distribution works, uh, we work with the boutiques, the independents, and the small groups. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, names like um, Dream and, and Two Roads, um, which is obviously commune and destination, um, through down to Mexico now with Posadas, um, these brands that are able to really make a difference and really provide an exceptional guest experience, but also be able to to integrate their systems and not have to worry about um, you know everything else in the way. So, what did rollout look like for Alice? Like, when did you know? Was there a certain feature you like focused on to start, or was there kind of like what did MVP for Alice look like? So, MVP was a guest app. When mm. was this? MVP was two. So we started the company in 2012. We raised a friends and family round in March 2013. And then we launched our first properties in October of 2013. When did you leave your jobs? Um, I left that month and Justin left about a year before me. Okay. And when we went down to our first property, we launched a guest app and the front desk agent said to us, this is great, but look around. All our guests are 80 years old. No one's going to use this. But would you mind if I used it to track what they're asking of me because right now I'm writing down a piece of paper. And so that night, um, one of our developers, Vlad, Vlad um, coded into Alice in the back end, add guest request on the staff side. And that now has become our business. 
Huh. Uh, that button is now ninety percent of everything we do. The first client that you had on first and client, and uh, we became a backend player. We started focusing heavily on the operations. Did, and did how... that literally shift the way that you thought about your own business right away? We already saw the challenges of what we were trying to do. Yeah, um, and this you know, felt more palatable. And hotels are not restaurants. Restaurants will want the transaction volume, whereas hotels have brands. Yeah. You know, it's the reason you don't see Nobu on, on Grubhub because they have a brand. Uh, and so we would always be competing with that brand if we're always trying to push Alice to the guests, mm. uh, as opposed to allowing them to to provide their best service and empowering their staff to deliver hospitality and supporting them, as opposed to competing so with them on the so guest. So the guest doesn't even see the guest doesn't see Alice. Guest tech, if a guest can text a hotel through Alice, they mm. won't know it's Alice. They think they're texting the hotel, and Correct. they can build this relationship with the hotel, and they can actually have a, a better experience than you know any other hotel which doesn't have technology but the hotel owns that can you unfold that comment that you made that guests can text alice so um so when we launch at a, at a hotel we're training their concierge their front desk their housekeepers their engineers and and all the other departments you know and, and they log into alice whether they're on an ipod touch if they're mobile or a computer if they're stood behind a desk and then we added in a messaging layer that we assign a hotel a phone number and then the hotel can text you that text is going to your phone, but it's coming into their Alice. So let's say you arrive and your room's not ready. You've traveled for, to New York. You're here to see New York. You're not here to sit in the lobby. Yeah. Go enjoy New York, and we'll send you a text, we being the front desk, when your room is ready. And now we've got this two-way connection with the guest that allows you to ask anything you want. You don't need to download an app to do it. Um, so for the independent world, that works really nicely because no one's going to download an app for an independent hotel. We've seen that firsthand in our own data. Right. Whereas if you're their brand, then you're a brand, you do have value in an app. You have guests that stay at you multiple times a year. And so we'll, we have an open API and they'll plug their guest app into our API so that not only can you book with the brand, but you can then order housekeeping and it goes straight into the housekeeper's backend and a housekeeper doesn't have to look at two devices. That That's generally how it works on the independent side. So they have a... Um a community of service providers that come in for housekeeping for, in, for no, instance. No, these are their own staff. This is own staff. Right? Okay, they're, that's what. They're just um, using our software now instead of a radio. That's what we're taking out. So going back to it's just contracting their work, a part of the description that I used to, to platform you guys. The description was slightly wrong. It was track their work. Track their work. Mm-hmm. My fault. So um, <laughs> Got it. So think about everything we're doing today. We're all accountable now. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not okay sense. to be in our heads. And, and especially in a hotel where... Uh, I might take up your job after you. You're going to go home at eight o'clock and I'm going to come in and I, yeah. I'm the next shift. And so I need to know what you're working on. I need to continue the work. Where'd you leave off? Exactly. Have you seen that in any of the hotels that you've gone out to with Alice that they've had, you know, kind of strung together some in-house system of some sorts or what is, what does the landscape look like out there right now? Um, some hotels have, have, have built their own systems. And, um, but the thing is, a hotel is not a technology company. Right. A hotel is, is a service company. And um, it's very, di- very difficult to be good at two things. And not to mention which piece of the tech are you going to focus on. Um, so what, what we are seeing more prevalent is the boutique brands are building their own guest experience. So they might be building their own consumer-facing apps. But they're using design firms. They're building that, that customer experience. And then they're using companies like Alice to actually connect it all. Mm, to power it um, so that the guest sees their brand on the front on the front end but they don't have to go and build out the operational complexity that we have in our platform on the back end interesting and so what does that mean when you're working with say a larger brand like have you have you found any success in going to a branch manager or a regional manager 
as opposed to these independents? Actually, no, but it's not our focus. Um, so we love the small groups, the mid-sized groups, um, you know, anywhere between one hotel and 300 hotels, right? Which is a sizable business and actually a, a very big piece of our industry uh, in the US and especially in Europe. So um, I'm sure one day we'll uh, work with brands, but the real value proposition of Alice and the reason we are, are successful in what we do is because you as a GM don't need to go out and buy a concierge system and a housekeeping system and a guest SMS system and figure out how to train your staff on them, integrate it into your environment. That's expensive. And so the value proposition of Alice is huge cost saving. If you're a big chain, if you're Hilton, you've already spent all that money building out all these systems, integrating it. And you know we may be too small to come in and take over everything. And so if we're going to do just one thing, we're less valuable than if we do the whole hotel. Mm. So how many how many locations are you currently servicing? Uh, we'll be about 500 by the end of this month. What's your addressable market globally? Um, tough question. If you uh, are you in Europe and North America? We're in Europe and North right America. Okay. Most of our sales are North America, U.S. and Mexico. So um, let's focus the conversation on the opportunity there. Then the opportunity is every uh, three and a half to five star that is is not a chain. Yeah level relationship. Um, recently, Mexico became a huge um, market for us. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks what, to What caused that? I, I am, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this probably, but um, I think a few things. One, there's not as much competition down there and their hotels are super service oriented, right? Because mm-hmm. you have these resorts and you have US travelers going to them. And so they want to provide that best guest experience. I think that the political environment also helped because the uh, the currency devalued, which meant that um, all their guests were paying in dollars and all their costs were in pesos. And yeah. uh, I think these hotels found themselves to have a good amount of capital last year. And so I, I definitely think that really helped us over the line. And now it's it's a very small Me Too market. All of hospitality is. There aren't that many owners and they're all looking at what each other do. And now that we have these great clients there in Posadas and Tafa and Villa Group, we're able to use that as a, as a benchmark to build more business there. Now, has that same relationship translated into the European market? Because the dollar has been quite strong over the last year, year and a half. Um, yes, it, I'm sure it would. We haven't focused enough on Europe yet because we just haven't hired a sales team on the ground. Sure. A hotel is not used to buying technology as, as you are today. Yeah. Um, need, you need sellers to walk you through the line and, and kind of help you. It's a consultative sale, right? Mm-hmm. It's not self-select at the moment. Um, so you really, uh, to do well in a market, at least we believe you need to put people in the ground, to help them, to train them. Yeah. Uh, it's very operational. Well, going back to my previous question, what what is the addressable market that we're looking at? Uh, you're asking from a numbers perspective. Um, we forecasted, uh, I think there are about 330,000 hotels of our category, and uh, about 50% of those would be chain. So we're looking at a very large addressable market. But mm-hmm. that's, that's not how a startup runs. Yeah. We look at, you know, how do we conquer the New York City four-star non-chain market how do we become how we how do we find a market that we can become big enough for it that for it to matter but it also is not small enough that it's not it doesn't matter it's a popular book called crossing the chasm um, yeah. on looking at sales absolutely all right, great. Well, listen, we're going to go into break. And uh, before we do, of course, our guest, uh, Alex, today is uh, kind enough to bring in a, uh, a snack as we do request. Um, and so he's so kindly obliged with uh, this. What do you got for us? Open your tray tables because it's snack time. So I brought in Domino's Pizza. And uh, <laughs> the, reason, the reason is 
honestly, actually, I gave a talk to the New York Hotel Association earlier last week. And uh, rather than giving a boring talk about guests and experience, uh, we talked about pizza. Because what we found in our research was that Domino's Pizza, not many people know this, is the best performing tech stock since 2008. Yep. It's outperformed Netflix yep. and um, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Tesla, you name them. They killed it on the tracking, uh, on the order tracking. It's exactly. And, yeah, in 2008, they, they realized that they are no, they're not in the business of selling pizza. They're in the business of delivering pizza. And to do that well, you need to really understand every single piece of the journey from the minute you start to make it to the minute it's actually eaten. And, and that's how we look at hotels. Right now, hotels are so focused, all the smartest people in the hotel industry are so focused on how do you sell a bedroom, not how do you deliver an experience. Yeah. And you have companies like Airbnb who are, who are so focused on how do you deliver an experience. And so we're trying to help hoteliers and educate them as to you know, how do you look at every single piece of the journey that your guests are going through? And if you're selling a brand promise at the sale, how do you make sure the guest is actually realizing that? You know, how do you build a loyal customer? I think it's by actually wowing them. It's not by having a good booking engine. You know, I actually uh, noticed they had a pretty great commercial on CNN this morning that I saw, which so fine. The tracking thing has been going on for years. And when it came out, it really blew people away. Right, that they could track online exactly when their pizza is going to get there, where it's going through. I loved it. Right. Um, but now it had this thing. So it's a franchise model, and they had some of their legacy franchisers or you know independent franchisers talk about how they poured in their family savings and their lifetime passion into building this. Uh, this sorry, I was about to say McDonald's. This uh, <laughs> this Domino's, and then you see them with a sledgehammer just destroying it. And they're coming out with new concept stores where they're actually refitting the in-store experience mm -hmm. also to match the branding that they've been able to kill online. So it's really it's, it's exactly uh, when right. I say kill, I mean exceed. And the hotel, the hotel industry is no different. Um, yeah. If you look at the growth of lifestyle hotels and um, you know everything from Public and Schrager's new hotel, um, who you know don't have a valet, yep. because well, why would you have? I mean, for most guests, you've traveled six to 12 hours, you've carried your bag all the way. Do you really need someone to carry it the last 30 minutes, 30 seconds or 30 steps? Possibly. Um, and so <laughs> you're seeing this. Yeah, you would. Um, so you're seeing hotels. The problem wouldn't stay there. I'd throw probably... it out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> take the car, take the luggage. I'm sleeping. No, but you're, <laughs> to your point, you're addressing a different customer, right? Not yeah, right. you're addressing what we need today. No hotels currently offer you yeah. desk space. Mm. Why is that? Everyone works from the computer nowadays. You have two options. You you can either um, sit in your room at a desk, angle the computer away from your bed because it's not made, and don't get housekeeping that day. Or wouldn't you rather pay someone at the hotel an extra seventy five dollars for them to give you a desk in the lobby? Mm -hmm. um, but no one, no one offers it. You know, yeah. we're starting to see hotels really think about what is the traveler today and. And how do we improve that experience? Alex, I'm not going to lie. I could hardly pay attention with this pizza on the uh, desk. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go ahead and uh, bust that open uh, while we go into break. Um, so stick with us. When we come back, we're going to take a deeper dive into Alice and continue chatting with uh, co-founder and president Alex Shishi. Greetings, Mouth Media Network listener. My name is Davin Riley, and I'm willing to bet you like music. And even if my assumption is wrong, I still think you should come and check out our show, The Music Lover Podcast, where we sit down with entrepreneurs, 
pioneers, artists, and the unsung heroes of the music industry. Together, we'll uncover the insider perspectives on some of your favorite companies and artists as we analyze music business trends through a technological lens. Find us at the Music Lover Podcast, but remember, that's Music Lover without the vowels. M-S-C-L-V-R. Yes, we're that cool. And since you're cool too, we should be friends. The Music Lover Podcast. We'll see you there. Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. Welcome back to Travel Is Your Business. We are here with Alex, Alex of Alice. So I'm going to start the next uh, <laughs> this segment. A, a bit of a tongue twister, absolutely. Confuses uh, gonna... a lot of people. Yeah, there is, absolutely. I, I could only imagine. Especially when we're training hotels. Uh, when we arrive and they see the name is not Alice, we're, we were expecting Alice today. <laughs> Interesting. Why did you name That's it Alice? Um, Wasn't where I was going to go with that, but why not? <laughs> why not? So we named it Alice because we wanted, we were providing a service and, and providing a human service right and um so we wanted to bring that service element into the name and we looked around at every famous butler and housekeeper there is and alice is the uh family housekeeper everything from the brady bunch she's the reason the brady bunch can, oh, can yeah, actually yeah. do what they do yeah. and get through their day and and does, operate as a family does alice generally wear light blue um ill-fitting made out uh, gear? <laughs> Hopefully not as ill-fitting, but um, <laughs> you know, paying respect to to Alice. But we, uh, yeah, we we do have a very light blue color, and mm. oh, um, like and we have fun with it. Oh, that's great! That's a re- that's a that's a it's a nice. You know, touch our conference point, rooms are named after their kids, uh, Marsha and Greg no and Jan. Yeah, cool. Very interesting. Where is your office? Our office, well, one of our offices is on in New York on 30th and 6th, and okay. then our design, a lot of our design sits in Brazil, a lot of our development sits in Kiev and Russia, uh, QC in the Philippines. We've got sellers all over the country now, and uh, we've got a big office in the West Coast. So Excellent. Um, it's pretty global as an operation now. The executive staff is here in New York full-time? Uh, most of the management team, yes. Got it. All right, so where I was going to start the segment was, um, you know, we had mentioned about it's a pretty complex solution uh, on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, you're obviously tying together a lot of moving parts operationally for your clients. And I'm wondering, and there was also other mention of, uh, you know, a lot of these hotels are working on these legacy systems mm-hmm. that, you know, there are perils of switching over yeah. and, and just implementing new technologies uh, that that are real and they're scary for these guys. So what is the uh, implementation? What does the implementation look and feel like for the client? Yeah, Um so look, I mean, change is never easy in any in any aspect of what you do, um, but these legacy systems are, are built on and typically very bad user experience. And I think that the success of technology today is how easy it is to use, not just the functionality it has. And so, 
what we do to help is first and foremost, our customer success team is incredible. We hire them out of hotels, they're front office managers, they know how a hotel runs. And so then when they walk in, they're almost consultants. And then our software is extremely simple to use. It's complex on the back end, but so much so that, you know, sometimes we're working with engineers and housekeepers who um, a little bit less tech tech friendly and we're training them on colors. I mean, they're mm-hmm. looking at a screen and they're taking their next job based on the color of what it needs to do, as well as um, there's language barriers and Alice is, can translate. So if you're uh, speaking Spanish, you're working in Spanish, but if the front desk is speaking English, they're, speak, they're working in English. And so it allows them to communicate and learn technology and, and build this better culture within the staff. And then from the process standpoint, it takes about two to three days. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in that user experience solves training. Mm. Uh, if you're, you're holding an iPhone right now, you're texting someone. I'm hoping it's, uh, oh, you're saying I'm a actually, of me? Uh, Snapchatting you. Snapchatting right now, right? <laughs> Do you remember when you first Follow got your iPhone? Follow me at OS fashion. <laughs> Do you remember when you got your first iPhone? I do, and the yeah. training manual that yes, came yes, with it? Yes, absolutely. Right, there's no training manual. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, you're, you're a liar. And, um, and the, that's, the, that's the point, right? Gold it's intuitive. The user experience is so simple that there's one path through it. And, uh, and that's what we're trying to do. Can we build technology that you could use when you're drunk? Not that I would advise anyone to use Alice when they're drunk. Or be working or at be a working hotel while hotel you're working. Drunk. But yeah. guests, <laughs> might, guests might be on it. <laughs> that makes sense. So how long is usually the integration? What's the, what's the period that you take or promise them that, you know what, you will be well settled into this product yeah. in this much time? Um, we could do it tomorrow. We could set you up tonight. We could set, uh, train you in two days. Um, the reality is though, we're, we've been, uh, you know, thankfully we've been very busy this year. And, um, and so we're, we're typically looking at about a month now. Yeah. But I mean, if I implement a new CRM or tracking tool for our small nimble team, I mean, sure, we could set up the account real quick, uh, but actually staging all of our information in there and actually starting to use it. And from a, from a habit standpoint, yeah. takes some, some time. It does, but we're really, we focus on building Atlas so it could work standalone. Yeah. We've got, um, really clever ways of integrating into the property management system so we can pull out who the guests are and, um, and the user experience is relatively easy. So no, we can set you up in one night if we, if we absolutely needed to, and we can get you trained tomorrow. Now it's going to take you a month to get used to it for right. sure. I mean, you're going to grow with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at that point we take away your radios and suddenly everything's through Alice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. guess, so this comes to the point then, um, you're, you're already pulling in their data. They don't have to manually put in their data on customers or whatever it is. What type of systems so are you integrating? With? We integrate with the property management system. That mm-hmm. is the system of record of, of who the guest is. And, um, yep. there's almost, we, we can integrate with almost every property management system there is. Yeah. And they're already taking this data, this communication, um, information. Yeah. From we there. just need to know who the guest yeah. is and where they're, what room they're and in. How to and reach if them. they have a phone number, mm-hmm. um, so that you can text them, but ultimately then the concierge is putting in their name or their room number and tracking the dinner reservation and then the the manager can see where you ate last night and you can start personalizing that communication with them is this communication from the client side navigated by like one air traffic controller that then disperses kind of the communication out to housekeeping or or maintenance or whatever it's a great question you'd you'd think it is but it doesn't need to be at all no um a housekeeping request will go to housekeeping a concierge request will go to concierge you Mm -hmm. you know it depends on the time of day if you if you have a night shift they often see everything application into it so permissions and structure um so a housekeeping ticket goes to anyone who has permission to look at housekeeping Uh, a general manager will see everything and a front desk will often see everything because they'll make sure everything's happening right Hmm. um Think of it like this. When you pick up the phone in the, in, in the room and you 
call housekeeping who's actually executing that request we want to send it directly to that person you know we, we want there to go as quickly as possible so that we can bring a hotel the most operational efficiency they can find are you also doing like then an upsell through because if you're personalizing the experience say i got a burger last night mm-hmm. and you know i know that you guys that you got the caramelized onion burger like you should check out this restaurant nearby is that coming like who's actually putting that request yeah. in or is it like a concierge's new job I'm sure one day we'd like to do that. Mm. Um, but I'm a big believer in technology is just technology. The differentiator is how you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see staff doing that all the time. When you give your concierge the autonomy to really create an exceptional and personalized experience, they can run with it. You know, they can see where you ate last night. That They, they also can know what time you're eating tonight and make sure that housekeeping goes and turns down your room when you're at dinner, not knocking on your door 15 minutes beforehand. Right. right? You can start integrating every single piece of this guest journey. Great. So what is, that's great. What is, what's the future of this? You know, like right now you're a 67 team, 67 person team, you know, uh, you're in how many hotels at this point? 500. 500. So what is, what is the future of the product? What's the future of the company? Um, so, I mean, for us, it's, it's continuing to realize this vision. We want to create this global operating system for hospitality. Um, so hotels is our biggest business, but we also, um, we're in New York and you look at these residential buildings and they look at the services they're providing. These it's are so similar. Effectively, hotels. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. If you take away the spa and the food, absolutely. And so um, recently, we well, launched... a lot of them have spas and food in them now too. Right, <laughs> and <laughs> and outsource concierge services. Yeah. Right, so um, we now have about 100 buildings using Alice to track and to communicate with the residents, to provide maintenance, to text message package tracking and lost and found. Is that a newer uh, angle or it's uh, sa- it's a newer market? it's a newer vertical for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have outsourced concierge companies using Alice. We have service apartment companies using Alice. I think for us, it's to first and foremost, continue building out for the hotel so that they can really run everything they do through Alice. And then to also allow other hotel-like businesses to start getting on the platform. No different from how Salesforce did it for many different verticals using a CRM. Look back to the beginning days of Alice. What were um, Was there a pivotal moment where sales just became easier because whether it's, you know, obviously you didn't have uh, uh, the amount of history that you have now. So at what point and where was that inflection point? If I'm being honest, it's really this year. Um, You know, I think that we had this grand vision of building out what typically you have to go and buy from five different technology companies. And while that makes so much sense from a buyer's decision, it's cheaper, it's less training, you know, a housekeeper wants the Ferrari of housekeeping not the minivan that carries everyone else in it. Mm. And so I think it took until this year to really execute on that vision so that not only do we make the general manager and the owner who can spend less money happier, but also each individual user has all the tools they need to do their job. And that's why we started the year and we've grown 300% in the first six months because suddenly, you know, we're not, okay, we're halfway there in housekeeping, 100% there in concierge. 100% 100% there in engineering. We're now across every department, giving them everything they need to get their day done. You're in the midst of a true growth phase right mm-hmm. now, right this second. When the three of you co-founders get together, what are those conversations on strategy sounding and feeling like now? So, you know, in one way, it's not just the three of us anymore. Um, we know what we don't know. and We've brought in a brilliant management team and a brilliant team around us. And... Um, you know, we have, um, you know, we're not running these departments in but Alice anymore. are you anymore. having dedicated conversations about uh, company culture, 
Um, yep. Are you setting up time? And, and is yep. this over meals? Like how, how are you now as a co-founding team? So I know you have... So we have breakfast yeah. every Monday morning together. There we go. At Let's eight, hear it. 8.30 to 10. Yeah. Uh, we're at Friedman's. Great breakfast. Which and, one? Um, on 31st, right near the office. Nice. Um, and that's where we set what we're going to do for the week and share notes. And, um, and then we have um, bi-weekly founder strategy meetings. We have weekly product strategy meetings. We have monthly management meetings where every manager's on. But most importantly for us is actually we have this weekly all hands where everyone globally dials in. And it's a chance for us all to get a sense of what we're doing and build this company culture because we are a remote team, right? We have people all over the world. You call it all hands? We call it an all hands where for an hour, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Did anyone from your team come from Intent Media by chance? No. Why do you smile? Um, do you know, I know the company about Intent Media, there. but I don't know what I, I mean. On all hands, is pretty common. It's no, pretty word, common, it? but no, even the timings and things like that are very similar. It's it's interesting because so my wife had worked at Intent Media for a number of years, nice. and um, I think she was uh, employee. I want to say around thirty or so, and saw it grow to a hundred plus. Um, and I think the the one thing that I take away from her experience there is how incredible the company culture is. I mean, we pride ourselves mm-hmm. on ours. Um, we have 12 values on the wall. We put a book club together. Nice. I think it's our best performing piece ever on TechCrunch. And um, the reason is we're making stuff up every day. And so it's so much better to go and read how someone else made it up successfully and unsuccessfully and then right. figure out how to implement that analysis. So every month we try and read a book as a company together. And then we sit down for those who didn't have time to read it and explain the, the main points from the book. And then we say, how do we want to apply that to Alice? So our hiring process, if you're looking for a job at Alice, go read Who and you'll know exactly what we're about to ask you. Nice. Right? Yeah, who's a good book? Who's a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, Crossing the Chasm for Sales, Sandler for Sales Process, mm-hmm. um, Hooked, um, Traction, all these. And then some fun books, The Pixar Story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just allows us to create a not just a culture, but a, a vernacular. I think that's what startups don't have is they're all talking a different language. Whereas we're all talking our book club language and these terms everyone knows now and it's created um, how we talk to each other almost. Tremendous. Awesome. Well, listen, it's this great. is a, a perfect time to actually go over to John and I know he's been serving the uh, Voyager community um, for questions and I, I believe we do have a question that came in to you. Yeah, uh, this one is from Peter Petraka. Uh, he's the founder of Chameleon City. Uh, that's on-demand answers for your travels abroad. Uh, chat with local city insiders 24 hours a day. Whoa, uh, Peter, there's, there's that plug. Your, there's your plug, Peter. There's your plug, man. Excellent. Um, but the, the question is actually um, pretty succinct. It's what has prevented Alice from expanding to Asia? Um, I think every startup has to focus on a market that they can achieve and they can actually address. Um, so for us, that was New York. And... Um, there are enough hotels that we haven't spoken to in New York that it wouldn't make sense for us to go and speak to hotels in Asia. I mean, not only for the travel, but the culture that, with the support. Mm. I mean, and then also every hotel we sell in New York, is, it makes us more likely to sell another one next to them. Their, 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 you know, their sister properties, their competition, um, the hotels that they know and they interact with at night and they're talking about Alice. And so I think it's just a question of focus and uh, where you can win. And so for us, that started in New York and now West Coast. And, you know, we open up markets at a time. And so I think Asia is a long way down the road. I'm not saying hotels in Asia don't buy our software. They do because they find us online and they come inbound and they're welcome to. We just don't go outbound. Got you. So are there any competitors in the space in Asia that you would want to keep your eye on? You know, um, there are a few competitors in Asia. Uh, there also a lot of our more 
uh, established competitors who are selling or having resellers sell them in Asia. Hmm. Um, but right now we're, we're you know totally focused on, on North America, and uh, I think we're soon to open a, an office in Europe. Fantastic. Well, cool. this is a good time, uh, as any, for a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to go a little bit more personal questions uh, with you uh, with um, with our Off the Beaten Path segment. Thanks. So stick with us on Travel Is Your Business. We will be right back with Alex Shishu of Alice. If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle. Because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers, and ecosystems, we offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle. To explore opportunities to partner, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome back to Travel Is Your Business. It is time for personal questions with... Oh, the beaten path. That's right, it's Off the Beaten Path, uh, where we ask some personal questions to our guests and uh that uh i guess the order in which we ask them is uh at random and decided by our favorite airline personnel ladies and gentlemen would passenger john matson please report to gate 23a so my personal question it's very personal um is based on. I like the way you whispered that. It's, just, yeah, it's, it's super creepy. Yeah, okay. very creepy. Based on your and you're in people's ears directly, yeah. so it's it's creepy here. But it's, <laughs> it has to be creepier for our listeners. Oh, bummer! And then laugh for the laugh. Too bad you got rid of that mustache that yeah. had the wax oh, in man. it. Oh man, that would have been. Oh, man. I, I, this this I, question's going to be such a letdown after this. I know, episode. right? I know, <laughs> right? It's going to be like, what's your favorite ice cream? No, it's actually what's your favorite color? No, this one. Um, man, shoot. No, pr- no okay. pressure. Um, yeah, no pressure. High stakes. Um, but Alex, based on your travel experiences, what is one other place that you could imagine having grown up? Uh, one other place I can imagine growing up. I think um, London is a very different city from most of the cities in uh, in America. Um, I think maybe it's almost more a little bit more like New Orleans. Um, I think it'd be an awesome city to grow up in. I mean, a lot I hope of they fun. have more vegetables in New Orleans. Uh, they don't eat so healthy, for sure. They that, don't. Oh yeah, that's true. Fish right? and chips is your staple, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, the English food. Um, I think I think there's not that much great English food. I think uh, we're better known for our Indian food. Yeah. Than our English food. Huge population out there. Huge population out there. Amazing Indian food in in England. Um, but um, I loved growing up in London. I, I gotta say, I gr- I spent three is years Brick in Lane France. Is Brick Lane still the place to go for Brick- that or no? Well, no, because you have like Dishoom is a really popular brand now that's growing up. Mm. Um, I actually lived in in South France for three years as a baby, and that was not that I remember that, but kept kept going back there every summer, and that was awesome. Nice, cool. Before we uh, came on mic, you actually mentioned that although you're. Um, so kind to bring us uh, Domino's Pizza. So today, actually, our earlier guest, we recorded two episodes today. Our earlier guest brought in Krispy Kreme. So now between the Krispy Kreme and the Domino's Pizza today, I'm really uh, winning at life. Um, and the beer. And the beer, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Everything is really coming together for me today. Uh, it's going to be a very productive uh, rest of this Friday afternoon. But anyhow, uh, you did mention that you're going to refrain from enjoying the pizza today because uh, you are on a uh, – 
wedding diet regimen. Attention ladies and gentlemen, with passenger pub and ball, please press your call button for the flight attendant. You know, I, I guess my question is going to be related to the uh, to your upcoming impending wedding, which is in Aspen, Colorado next it week. Um, what are some of the aspects that you're excited about post-wedding to come back and kind of settle into your new life and new flow of things? So... Um, it's actually a really incredible time at Alice and, uh, hopefully in a few weeks you'll all f- find out why. Um, and so I'm excited to come back to the euphoria. That is the news that we're about to put out in the next few weeks. Um, our company's about to change drastically. Um, uh, about to go on a big hiring drive. And I, I really think this is the year we're going to, by the way, I invite you, um, not right this second, but to come back and, and make that announcement. Love to. And, and we could, we'd be happy to share with you. I'd, abso- I'd absolutely love to. Um, you know, but from a personal from a personal perspective, I've no you know I've been with Whitney now for six amazing years, and um, I'm, I, I hope that marriage. I don't think marriage changes that much in terms of our living together. We've lived together for two and a half years. We have this incredible relationship and this incredible time together, and I'm um, excited for that to continue. I think um, excited to build a life with her. You know, it's interesting. Um, I got married. Uh, going on a year now, so last October. And I also went into it assuming that nothing would change, right? So I had a long-lasting, successful relationship with my wife, then fiancé, mm-hmm. girlfriend. And um, there's something about the external uh, energy that's portrayed upon you as a unit that changes drastically. And that, to me, was enough of um, a force mm-hmm. that it's hard to ignore, yeah, I think that's really fair. I think marriage creates a bond between you that it shouldn't be broken. Uh, it plays high value in that. My parents have been together uh, for 30 years now. And, um, you know, that's an inspiration for us. Great. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we'd like to give you a, an opportunity to, um, you know, kind of reflect on either this interview or or your journey so far with Alice and just kind of give maybe a closing statement or words of wisdom or whatever you might want to leave the audience with. Yeah, I think, you know, looking back when we set out to build Alice, we never thought we'd get it to where it is today. Um, And looking forward, what I think that is really great about this experience has been the way we've done it, um, building a great team and ultimately striving to to create value in an industry and make change as opposed to make money. Um, you know, I look around the team that we have and the culture we have, and, uh, it's not work. It's, uh, it's longer hours than that we were doing in banking before we've started Alice, which uh, is hard to believe, which is hard to believe. Right. <laughs> um, but it doesn't feel like work. And so anyone who has an idea out there, um, I'm go and do it, go and try and do it. Just, just treat it as experiment. Don't have tunnel vision. We started a guy as a guest app and now we're training engineers and, and housekeepers. Yeah. And actually it's a much better business. Um, so don't have tunnel vision. Um, don't you don't let yourself decide how your business is going to be interacted with by your users. Put it out there. You know, if, if don't worry about not being proud of it. Um, someone said, I forget who, but if you're proud of it, you've released it too late. So put it out there. See how people interact with it, and keep trying and keep going. And ultimately, if you know, set goals, and if you you know, hold yourself to those goals. If you don't achieve those goals, that is when it's time to end and start something else. Right. Don't hold on to something that isn't working, but don't that, let that stop you from trying in the first place. That is a very eloquent and fantastic way to uh, uh, to package that up. Uh, really, that's that's something that should be reinforced with the audiences. 
Uh, I love that one quote where you said, if you're already proud of it, you've released it. You're already releasing it too late. So uh, thank you for that. And what is the best way for folks to contact either yourself or Alice or just kind of um, join in on your journey? Yeah, so our website's aliceapp.com. Um, and you can contact us through that. Uh, we'll, we'll be hiring. And so we'd love to, love to interview and meet you and, and help join you into our community. Excellent. Well, that's it for this episode of Travel Is Your Business. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Alex, for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah, it, man. It's been Cheers. fun. Chin, chin. Cheers. And uh, so for uh, John Matson, Bon voyage. And I am Pub and Ball. And uh, yeah, we surely hope you enjoyed your stay. This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.